RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. A veteran Democrat says reports Beijing will tighten its grip on district councils shows it wants complete control of the SAR. The head of the Medical Association says he won't take a COVID-19 jab yet. And a court denies an asylum seeker's right fight to get out of immigration detention. Veteran Democrat James Toe says he believes Beijing will extend its power to Hong Kong's district councils in order to have complete control over the political situation here. The Yajin district councillor was commenting on reports that Beijing will require councillors to take oaths of allegiance and will scrap their five super seats in LegCo as well as their 117 seats in the committee that picks the chief executive. I perceive that the thinking of Beijing is that the citizen of Hong Kong, reflected from the latest district council election, is not to be respected. Otherwise, they feel they will lose control of the choice of the candidate or the logical majority through election that they feel dominated by not very cooperative Chinese citizens in Hong Kong. So that uh, they will do whatever they feel is necessary to absolute control of the political power in Hong Kong. The president of the Medical Association says he won't be queuing up to take any of the vaccines that are now being approved to provide immunity to COVID-19. Dr Choi Kin said caution should be the watchword on these inoculations, which he said had been rushed out in record time. He was asked on this morning's back chat how long he would wait to be sure. Maybe another year or so when everything is clearer and whether the long-term effects are available public now or to the medical personnel, then it's time to reconsider. But for me, I would rather do the hand washing, the masking and the social distancing to the strictest rather than get myself vaccinated just when the vaccine is starting. Even the China vaccine has, uh, I was just informed that it has a success rate of just over 50%. So this is not a very nice figure. Meanwhile, Dr Choi says the Food and Health Bureau is fighting a lonely battle against the coronavirus without support from other branches of government. The Bureau has been criticised after it admitted that 800 people who tested negative for COVID-19 since the end of last month didn't get their results due to a computer glitch. It said it expected to resolve the problem shortly and pledged to notify people in future within 48 hours. Pro-government lawmaker Priscilla Leung said this was a serious problem and called for a leadership overhaul at the Bureau and the Department of Health. Dr Choi said manpower was needed. The Food and Health Bill is fighting a lonely battle because it does not have the support of the other branches, like the firemen, like the uh, policemen and so on. You need uh, more manpower to facilitate a mandatory test or lockdown and so on. And right now, the support of getting notified through the SMS that you are tested negative did not come about within 48 hours. Some people have to wait for a few days, much more longer. Government claims it's due to a breakdown in the computer system, but this is not acceptable. An asylum seeker who says he's been on a partial hunger strike since July has lost his bid for freedom after more than eight months of detention pending deportation. Joanne Wong reports. The High Court dismissed Ahmed Sani Salman's application for a writ of habeas corpus challenging his detention. The court noted the Pakistani national had committed multiple dangerous drugs-related crimes and immigration and traffic-related offenses. Mr. Salman had told the court he hadn't been given proper medical care at Castle Peak Bay Immigration Center. 
but the court said there was insufficient evidence to back this up. The court supported his continued detention, saying Mr. Salmon had no obvious connection to Hong Kong, and the period that he had been detained was not unreasonable. Police have arrested five men over the theft of 37 bags of rice worth $4,000. Officers staged an ambush near a supermarket in Eastern District last night and noticed two men stealing 12 packs of rice before taking the goods to a grocery store in Shamshipo for resale. Pro-Beijing lawmaker Junius Ho is setting up a national security education centre to foster, as he puts it, correct and positive attitudes among young people. He says the centre will promote patriotism and the national security legislation in primary and secondary schools. Mr Ho says the centre will also offer materials to the Education Bureau for its reformed liberal studies curriculum. We are not um, the educator in the sense that to set the syllabus for any liberal studies or whatsoever. However, we know what we are tasked with in the context of Article 7 to Article 10. So therefore, we are the promoter of the national security education and also to foster a correct and positive attitude within the community, especially within the younger generation, so that they understand what they are expected of by the society, at least to be a law-abiding citizen. China's deputy ambassador to the United Nations has welcomed the departure of the German envoy who was taking part in his last Security Council meeting. As Germany finishes its two-year stint on the council, Geng Shuang said, From the bottom of my heart, good riddance. The comment was in response to a final appeal by the German envoy for Beijing to free two Canadians detained in the aftermath of the arrest in Canada of the Chinese technology executive Meng Wanzhou. Overseas, Donald Trump has rejected a $900 billion coronavirus relief package, which was agreed by Congress on Sunday after months of wrangling. In a video released on Twitter, Mr Trump denounced the bill as a disgrace. He said it failed to allocate enough to hard-pressed American families. I am asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. I'm also asking Congress to immediately get rid of the wasteful and unnecessary items from this legislation. President Trump also announced he was granting clemency to 15 people. They include two men convicted of lying to Robert Mueller's inquiry into Russian meddling in the 2016 U.S. presidential election, who will receive pardons. They are lawyer Alex van der Zwan and former Trump campaign aide George Papadopoulos. The BBC's Peter Bowes has more. George Papadopoulos, perhaps the best known, he was a fairly low-ranking aide to the president, but he admitted lying to FBI investigators to the Mueller inquiry, which was looking into alleged Russian meddling in the 2016 election. He admitted his part in that. He went to jail for some 12 days. Well, now he has a full pardon. President-elect Joe Biden has outlined plans to transform America's coronavirus response as soon as he takes office. Mr Biden said his administration would reorganise the distribution of COVID-19 vaccines, adding that he would ask Congress to pass another relief bill. He cautioned that the darkest days in the battle still lay ahead. In a televised address, Mr Biden also said a recent hacking attack on federal institutions showed the Trump administration had failed to prioritise cybersecurity. This attack constitutes a grave risk to our national security. It was carefully planned, 
and carefully orchestrated. It was carried out by using sophisticated cyber tools. The attackers succeeded in catching the federal government off guard and unprepared. France has begun reopening its borders to traffic from Britain after a 48-hour closure which has left thousands of trucks stranded in southeast England. European Union citizens and residents, freight drivers and others will be allowed in, provided they have a negative coronavirus test. The restrictions were imposed by France after the British government warned at the weekend of a new, fast-spreading strain of the virus. Britain's Transport Minister, Grant Shapps, warned the situation would not improve immediately. Obviously there's a physical issue of providing the tests, getting the results, and negative tests allows you to leave, but all of that requires operationalising, and that can't happen in an instant, so this will take two or three days for things to be cleared. And three Asian countries have become the latest to restrict British people from entering. The Philippines and South Korea have suspended all flights from the UK between tomorrow and the end of the year. Japan has banned all non-Japanese arriving in the country from Britain. Israel is heading for its fourth election in two years after the governing coalition failed to pass a budget by a midnight deadline. Elections will be scheduled for March. Parliament voted narrowly against extending the deadline, with MPs from both Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's Likud party and their partners, the Blue and White party, rejecting the idea. Mr Netanyahu had this response. We are against these elections. This is a wrong decision by the Blue and White party. But if an election is forced upon us, I promise you that we will win. The US government is suing the world's largest retailer, Walmart, accusing it of helping to fuel America's opioid crisis. The Justice Department says the firm knowingly broke vetting rules in issuing prescriptions. Walmart has previously described the allegations as baseless. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes again. Walmart is accused of filling invalid prescriptions while ignoring warning signs about suspicious orders. The US government says the store sacrificed public health in a drive to boost sales. In an earlier lawsuit against the Justice Department, Walmart said the charges were baseless and accused the authorities of attempting to shift the blame from failed attempts to keep bad doctors from prescribing opioids in the first place. Hundreds of thousands of Americans have lost their lives to overdoses from prescription opioids over the past two decades. And coronavirus has been confirmed on the Antarctic continent for the first time. The Chilean army reported 36 cases at a research station. Here's the BBC's Ben Lowings. A tourist ship destined for Antarctica was hit by the virus earlier this year, and cases have been detected in returning scientists. But this is the first confirmation of an outbreak on the icy continent itself. On the Antarctic Peninsula base of General Bernardo O'Higgins Riquelme, 26 military personnel tested positive. There were another 10 cases among workers for a private contractor carrying out station maintenance. Coronavirus presents an unusual medical challenge in such an extreme environment. The army said the infections were being monitored very carefully. In finance, the Hang Seng Index was at 26.209. That's 90 points up on the previous close. The US dollar is trading at 103.46 yen. The euro is at 1 US dollar 22 cents. And the pound will get you 10 Hong Kong dollars and 39 cents. Sport now, here's Atom Chung. 
We start with the NBA season opener where Kevin Durant marked his Brooklyn Nets debut by scoring 22 points in a 125-99 demolition of the Golden State Warriors. Durant says he's back in business after missing last season with an Achilles injury he picked up while playing for the Warriors in the 2019 Finals. No emotions at all. I mean, I'm just, uh, it's good to see you know old friends and. Um, Old teammates,、um, but I wouldn't say it was any emotion. You know, I, I think guys came out here and just played extremely hard, and competed and put on a good show for the opening night. It was also a happy start for Steve Nash on his head coaching debut. The two-time league MVP joined Brooklyn in the off-season after four years working as a consultant with the Warriors. Now to football. The English League Cup holders Manchester City marched into the semi-finals after a dominant display against Arsenal. Zinchenko arrives on the left-hand side. Zinchenko's cross to the near post is headed down and in by Gabriel Jesus, who scores in the six-yard box, and Manchester City have a lead after only two minutes here at the Emirates. Arsenal would equalize but fall behind again when their keeper Alex Runerson mishandled a free kick. Taken by Riyad Mahrez. I just saw the the keeper very、uh, close to his post. To be fair, I've never never seen a keeper that close to to his post. But solid performance, you know. We we didn't、uh, concede、uh, a lot of we didn't concede chances apart from the goal, I think. And we were solid. We scored four goals. So away, it's always good to 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 score a lot of goals.、Yeah. It finished 4-1 for City, who are bidding to win the League Cup for the fourth year in a row. Earlier, the second-tier side Brentford stunned Newcastle to reach the League Cup semi-finals for the first time in their history. Josh De Silva scored to give Brentford a 1-0 win. Midfielder Christian Norgard says they deserve their place in the semis. We've beaten our four Premier League sides.、Um, that just goes to show that our ambition is to be among them. Um, one day,、uh, which we have a good chance of,、um, of being, but、um, we've done our part so far in, in the Carabao Cup, and、uh, now we have a massive semi-final in front of us. In Spain, Atletico Madrid have gone clear at the top of the table after winning 2-0 at Real Sociedad. Atletico now three points clear of Real Madrid, who play Granada tonight. Villarreal remain fourth after a one-all draw with Bilbao. Barcelona beat Real Valladolid 3-0. Lionel Messi scored the third goal to take his Barca tally to 644, the most goals anyone has ever scored for a single club, beating the previous record by Pele. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. A veteran Democrat says reports Beijing will tighten its grip on district councils shows it wants complete control of the SAR. And the head of the medical association says he won't take a COVID-19 jab yet. And a court denies an asylum seeker's fight to get out of immigration detention. The news from RTHK. To prevent the spread of disease, make sure all drainage traps contain water. Pour half a liter of water into each drain outlet every week. Check sinks, baths, toilets, and floor drain outlets regularly. If drainage pipes are leaking or blocked, or drain outlets emit a foul smell, arrange prompt inspection and repair by a qualified person. Don't alter drains and pipes on your own. Visit chp.gov.hk for details. To fight the virus together, we must protect ourselves and others. And reduce social contact. Stay at home as far as possible. 
Avoid social gatherings and don't go to crowded places. Work from home if feasible. Don't shake hands with others. We should also avoid meal gatherings. Let's adopt these measures to prevent the spread of novel coronavirus in the community. For more information on fighting the virus, visit chp.gov.hk. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost sniffing at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe How's mm -hmm. to make the seasons bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies for his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna try To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase Kids from one to ninety-two Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas To you Good 
afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday, the 23rd of December is today's date. A big thanks to James Ross for this morning's Morning Brew. And we have a couple of great guests on today's 123 show. We're going to start with uh, Sonali Figueres, who is the founder of 